Ladies and gentlemen, I am so honored that you have joined us here tonight. I want to say particular hello to uh, my friends in Europe, Pastor Eugene, Pastor Vadim, my friends in India, and also my uh, wonderful, lovely friends in the Philippines. Just felt uh, from my heart uh this evening, I miss you guys, and I love you guys, and I hope to be with you as soon as the Lord sends me your way. Uh, tonight, I'm honored. And by the way, if you're watching this broadcast when it premieres, please like or share. Let us know where you're viewing from. We're honored every time people take uh, time out of their valuable schedules to receive from this ministry. Tonight, I'm honored because I'm joined with, by Pastor Anna Nisterenko. Her and her husband lead Impact Church in Seaville, New Jersey. I've known them for a number of years and consider them valuable friends. And um, if you want, you can. Uh, we've also have two other programs with her husband, Pastor Walter. But uh, particularly, and I want to have you on the program because I know one of the uh, the strengths and one of the graces that you're particularly focused on in your life is this concept of inner healing and deliverance and. Uh, over the last number of years, one of the assignments God has given me with the body of Christ, and I don't think it ever, no one can grow beyond this, it's the fundamentals, and one of the fundamentals for every disciple, regardless of assignment, regardless of purpose, is number one, every disciple needs to be baptized, you serve this in the life of the early church, number two, baptism of the Holy Spirit, people have different ways they interpret that, but number three was deliverance, Augustine, early church father, wrote, that you could not be ordained into ministry unless you had gone to at least two rounds of deliverance. Now, under that, uh, in a sense, uh, topic, there could be inner healing, deliverance, theophostic, all these different ways, but we'll just label it by that. And I want to say right off the top of this broadcast, we won't be able to come even close to touching all the different facets of this ministry but it's a fundamental, it's a fundamental of the the foundations of discipleship. Anna, I know that you, tell us about your journey in this, because I find most people in this ministry, first of all, don't want it, didn't want any part of it. <laughs> and then second of all, it usually begins with, with a personal experience. And why don't you just tell us a bit about sure. that and 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 your journey into that. Absolutely. So uh, I was about 30, 31 when my husband was very young, very young, (laughs) interviewing for a position at a church. Uh, He was going to be the lead pastor. And uh, the norm of what they did was uh, before they hired anybody, they would send that person and their spouse to RTF, restoring the foundations to just get rid of the extra baggage that they were bringing in into the ministry. So um, I didn't really know anything about it. I wasn't really excited to go when we got there and I found out that the people that were going to be ministering to us, uh, they were just training, like in training. I was not happy. I was not happy. (laughs) This was not what I wanted to do. I felt like they were going to mess me up and, um, you know, actually really was like, I need someone that was, that has training to just sit in there and oversee what is happening because I can't trust, you know, Uh that was probably one of my issues, right? (laughs) And I want to back up for a moment because I think that there may be people listening to this broadcast who will listen to this broadcast, even leaders, because you grew up in a believing home, loved the Lord your whole life, went to Bible college and you had never really even heard of a ministry no. like this. No. 
And so at 31 years old, which is not real old in the grand scheme of things, but still you've been around a lot of things in the body of Christ, yet you're not aware of this right. or even aware that maybe you even needed this type of right. ministry. Right. Absolutely. I, I, it, it definitely opened my eyes. Let's put it that way. So when I was, when we were there and we were uh, just receiving the ministry, um, I'll, I'll back up. There was a particular uh, hole in my heart or wound that you could say that when I was during the time that I was at Bible school, mm. um, one thing that was very good about the Bible school I went to, they sent us out to, uh, to churches every week. So, uh, one church per year, you know, mm. and we ministered, we served in whichever capacity that right. we were needed in one of the churches. One of the years that I was in there, basically, um, the woman that was there that ended up splitting the church, mm. uh, was uh, ministering under a Jezebel spirit. Mm. And uh, she, I would say, destroyed me. <laughs> so, so you were very, in a sense, there was an interpersonal relationship there? Uh, very, just in her interaction with me. You, you could sum it up in one Sunday. Okay. Um, but that's a whole other story. Sure. But it made a huge impact on me. Mm. It, 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 I, w I knew at that time it broke something within me. Wow. However, and we did get taken out of that church. It became a cult. So I, I went and told the the pastor in charge of it that mm -hmm. this is what was happening. He took us out. But I never got followed. And not, I don't, I really am not blaming them. They were busy. Sure. But I like nothing in terms of inner healing or any of that sort was ever available to me. And it really wasn't offered. It, it wasn't something that was really explored, I guess, right, at that right, time. Right, right, yeah. Or and understood. So, or understood, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And so I knew something was broken inside of me. I knew I needed healing of some sort. I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know where to go. Over time, you know, you kind of like just push that to the side. And uh, for all intents and purposes, I thought I was good to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, had was married, had children, uh, was in ministry uh, without a title, but in all sure. sorts of ministry right. at that time. And um, and then the opportunity for restoring the foundations came. And uh, part of that was you fill out all sorts of questionnaire and they ask you, what would you like ministry in? And that was definitely like I knew right away I needed help with that. I needed mm. healing in that. So um, and I got it. And so when. I saw that you can get restoration in that. When I saw that you can get healing mm. to true uh, pains and hurts that I really didn't get an opportunity to get healing anywhere else. I was like, this is amazing. Uh -huh. Everybody should do it, you know? Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> I, I want to pause here because um, there may be many people listening to this broadcast or even leaders that in a sense you, you're, you're not allowing or choosing to allow maybe something, a tragedy or difficulty, whatever situation. And this was just one situation from your life. And what you find out is when you begin to allow yourself to be ministered to in this way, and I'm talking about healthy environments, is you come to an understanding that even what looked like a minor thing, or sometimes it's a major thing, it actually affects every area of our life if it's not handed over to the Lord and healed from. So I want to say to you, if you're watching this broadcast and you've gone through something 
and it's not that you're you're choosing to think about it every day, but you know, wow, that really was painful. And I could, I could, it just seems to, to be a pain every time I think of this situation or every time I think of this person. There is freedom available and there are ministries who can walk you through that freedom. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think it's, it's really like picking ministries that you know you can trust. Absolutely. Because you are, when you go into a situation like yes. that, you are vulnerable. And for it to be effective, you have to be vulnerable. Yes. But that's why that's do the work, yeah. figure out who you can trust, and just do it because there's freedom on the other side. Uh-huh. That's right. And I, I would I would totally agree with that. And if you're watching this broadcast, you can certainly contact our ministry, info at adversebars.com. And we can recommend some ministries that I believe will be a, a help to you. And internally, uh, I don't want to say too much about this because we're not quite ready to re- reveal this. We are uh, seeking the Lord and looking to develop some things where our, as a ministry, we'll be able to actually offer you that help. And Impact Church, Seville, New Jersey, you can call and they can see if you're a good fit to help. So now you're on this journey, you experience... I experienced this at this point. My three kids are little, uh, you know, um, just going through that period of time, that season of life. Uh, during that season, I get exposed to theophostic ministry. During that time, I get, I go through two years of Elijah house ministry, which yeah. are awesome. Like everything is great. Um, but what I found was restoring the foundations really encompassed the holistic aspect of things. Uh, uh-huh. It really had the package instead of, instead of like a little part of this or a little part of that. I felt that was really the way to go. I, I got CDs. I got their curriculum, different things like that studied. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, I started just offering it as a ministry in our church, which, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. was a blessing to many. So in a sense, you like like me with a lot of things, when you feel like, God's hand is on something. You just began to really search those things out, became yeah. kind of eclectic, yeah. put the tools in the toolbox, yeah. and then you found RTF from your kind of viewpoint was like this kind of encompass everything. And now I'm going to offer this to minister to people. Yeah. How many years have you been doing this? Oh, uh, seven, eight, seven, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. What have you found is foundational? these foundate, what I call kind of foundational things for beginning to walk in wholeness and freedom for believers. Like Mm -hmm. these are like foundational things when people are like, Hey, Pastor Anna, I walking through this. You're like, Hey, we need to meet. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to walk through this. What are the foundational things that you, you have found over and over again that are essential to this process of receiving the freedom that God has for us mm-hmm. in this area. Love it. So I would say number one is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key. It's like you want to open up a lock, you need a key. Forgiveness is it. Mm-hmm. And so I think most people think of forgiveness like the one-on-one. You know you know that a person has hurt you and uh, some, some are horrible hurts, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we don't diminish the actual hurt. Sure. Um, but... You're, if you're not forgiving, you're the one that is in prison. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people struggle with. So, But I think that's kind of understandable, the forgiveness in this way. I think the other one, um, another type of forgiveness is also forgiving yourself. And I think for Christians, mm, um, yeah, we don't even realize how important that is. I think we actually um, 
we hold ourselves prisoner. We say, yes, I know God has forgiven me, but somehow I'm unable to forgive myself. But when we do that, it's like we're holding ourselves at a higher standard than what God holds us. So we say, God is here. And I know that God has said, as far as the East is from the West, I have forgiven your sin, mm -hmm. right? And I know God has forgiven me. And yet my standard is higher than God's and I cannot forgive myself, which means we're putting ourselves at a higher position than God. We're actually uh, saying, God, you know, maybe you should move over a little bit. I know better. I have a higher standard than you. People wouldn't say that. As a believer, we would never say that. And yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. How does that manifest or what is a common statement for someone to identify that? I know God's forgiven me, but they really haven't forgiven themselves for Let's look at ones that I've seen are particularly cheated on my spouse or um, I hit my kid, whatever, things that are very mm -hmm. painful. We know that the impact mm -hmm. that could have on us. What is some common statements you've heard where you, in a sense, it kind of clicks something this person needs to forgive themselves? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Some of it, I, often it's, it's where they go in conversation because we have a conversation before we start. Sure. And so, you know, it's, you hear it in the way they talk about their past. You hear mm -hmm. it in how they say, you know, uh, I can't believe I did that. Or I can't, uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or uh, it's just like, I'm broken. I've you, never been the same since I did this. Things like and, that. Yeah. And I deserve the fallout that I've experienced. You know, I, I really even don't hear people go as far as that. Uh -huh. um, it's often, it, it's, it's such a fine line. People don't even realize, like, you know, I don't even listen for like keywords, but mm -hmm. I, I listen to the spirit of how they're saying things. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? 100%. And so. You're feeling their heart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so as they're, because they're going back to the past and it's, in a certain way that they go past it. You know that you can talk about your past, but you know when you're walking in that, in that, in being forgiven because you're speaking out of a place of victory. Uh -huh. You're speaking out of overcome. Like, yes, the, the enemy meant this for evil, but God used it for good, yeah. right? You yeah, can yeah. see God's perspective mm -hmm. out of it versus mm -hmm. when you're still in that moment of the disaster of things, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And so, um, and so that's one other aspect of forgiveness. The other one is that most Christians wouldn't say that they're ever, that they can ever not forgive God, or maybe that they're holding something against God, but without understanding it, without knowing it as believers, there are times we hold God responsible things for things that he yes. had nothing to do with. Yeah. And, um, Absolutely. and that in turns keeps that obstacle, uh, it, it doesn't give us that intimacy. It doesn't give us the opportunity to have the intimacy with the Lord. And sometimes as believers, you know, when we can't connect with God, that's, that's something to watch out for. Right. When for some reason we can't hear God, when for some reason there is something that is blocking that uh -huh. intimacy, oftentimes it's because we are holding God responsible for something he had nothing to do with. Right. I, it goes back to, uh, it was just very life opening for me it's maybe uh, several years ago the lord just spoke to me said many of my people are secretly offended at me 
number one, because they don't think I've done what I promised them to do. And number two, they hold me responsible for things that uh, occurred in their life that I had nothing to do with. Yeah. So it's the, the conclusion that the Lord gave uh, to me was what you just said. It's difficult for them to fully connect with me. And then secondly, it's difficult that for them to receive what I want to give them because of their offense towards me. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, as a Christian, we would say never. Mm-hmm. Like not, I'm not, like I know God's not, I, I can't, how, in a religious mindset, you would say, forgive God. I okay. know he's perfect. So this is, this is though a key part, I think, of this whole ministry though. It's to be, and I find this to be liberate, not just when I go for ministry in this area, but to be completely honest yes. of where you're at with the Lord. Like I've told the Lord, and I know it's not the right attitude, but it's in my, um, in a sense, being honest where I'm at that I've learned I receive for, you know, healing. Like I said to the Lord, I don't particularly care for this person right now, and I'm really angry at them. I don't like how they treated me. I don't like what they said about me, and I think that this is wrong. David said, pour out your heart right. before him. Yep. And I'm mad that, uh, I haven't done this in a really long time, but I remember one time you led me to go to minister. You led me to go to this church and now I've been abused by them and this and that. And so in that process that I have found in the honesty factor, and I think this is a linchpin in foundations for this to actually work, because here's something else I've learned. And you've probably seen this. I have seen people who will go to a ministry, inner healing, deliver all those banners, and I have not seen them have the breakthrough. And I'm convinced one of the things that goes off is not that God didn't want to want them to receive their healing. They weren't completely honest to where they were Absolutely. at in that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you have to be on. I, you know, I think we're all good at wearing masks. And as Christians, we're good at wearing masks. It gets us nowhere. The root of his pride. It is pride. Yeah. It is pride. And uh, pride takes on so many different uh, paths, I guess. But, you know, I think it kind of, if we want to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord, we have to be honest with him. He already knows, right? It's not like we're hiding exactly. anything. That's the thing right there. But he somehow knows what I'm thinking, so I'm going to be honest in what I'm really thinking. Back to the fig leaves, right? Yeah. With Adam and Eve. But um, he already knows, so we're going to be honest. And I would say the second thing that kind of goes along with it, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll connect it together, but is it's entitlement. Mm-hmm. And entitlement is such a huge thing, I think, in the lives of those, especially that you know, you get different words from the Lord, you know, that God has so many different things for you. And, uh, and you think it should be now. And yet God is calling us to die. God is calling us to die to ourselves. And so that we literally uh, are not entitled to anything mm-hmm. We're he has That's given exactly us, right. yeah. you know, and, and, um, and I think as Christians, especially in the, in the Western culture, we want comfortability, we want, you know, we want titles. We want all of the profits of mm-hmm. being a Christian somehow. I, I don't even understand it. Yeah. But God says, come and die. Right? We want Joseph's authority without the process that Joseph went through often. Often. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so I think as we, if we can 
And this is where the dying comes in. I, I see a lot of people that come in and they want, even with just regular counseling, they just want to come in and go through the process of sharing their story over and over and over and over and over and over again. No. If I feel like if you don't do homework, then there's no point in having another session. Yeah. So I think even with RTF or any type of inner healing ministry that you do, if you don't put the work in after your session, the freedom yeah. will not be there. Yeah, that's excellent. And I think you've probably seen too, in my experience is, I think a lot of it comes down to personal responsibility. Yes. Like, okay, I've gone to the doctor and he just told me I need to stop eating certain things. So now I have to be responsible for the moment, but also responsible for what I have partnered with, the lies I've agreed with, all this stuff. And I think the entitlement and and I think part of part of actually properly submitting yourself to this ministry is realizing I may not have known it, but I'm still responsible for the lies I believe. It's not God's fault. He fully wants me free, whole, but I have a responsibility for it. And I could have been victimized, but I'm no longer a victim. It's part of the reason why I'm here. But you still have to take responsibility for the life that you live because no one else is living it for you. It's 100% true. It's like the Lord can free you from that victimization, but unless you choose to do something once you step out, you uh -huh. know, same thing as being, you know, I do have a third point, but same okay, thing as yeah. like uh, when you're freed, just like from oppression or possession, you know, obviously yeah, yeah. as a Christian oppression, yeah. but um, unless you fill it, unless you fill it with the right things, what's the point? You're going to be worse off. Yes. And so it's the same thing in inner healing, I believe, unless you're willing to put the work in. And and which brings us to the third point of, of the lies that you kind of uh, talked about. Lies are anything that is not what God is saying. Mm -hmm. If you're believing something that God is not saying, that's a lie. And often you're so um, conditioned to have certain thoughts running through your head. You actually think it's a part of you. You can't even separate it. It's from huge. who you are. Yeah. Huge. Almost an identity at times. So what what I have learned, and I certainly not arrived on this, nor any subject, but the foundational for this is not just the unhooking of the lie, but let's say you're 31, 32 years old. It's not that you didn't love Jesus. And, and again, no. back, back to like this sort of recognition and awareness of, I think one of the, a religious spirit loves this shame. You're not like, oh no, I don't really want to admit something's wrong. My point in saying that is you have walked around when you believe the lie at 32, 33, you've walked around 33 years unknowingly. If I can put a physical representation to it, but to a cast. So you've learned how to walk with the cast. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest part, it's not just going to the sessions. It's actually that spirit of revelation, the renewal of the mind that makes you aware and the Lord wants to teach you now how to walk without that cast. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing. Yes. But you have to be aware you were walking with a limp. And they didn't. if I walk with a limp out of this studio today, I walk down the stairs, up the stairs. When I go to the airport today, I walk with it everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it touched every area of my life. And being an awareness and identifying the mindset that hindered me is a big part I found of walking out the freedom. It's huge. It's actually huge. Uh, lies and transitioning them to truth and equals freedom. 
And we want everyone to be walking in freedom. And I'll tell you, even because you're talking about this cast. And so it, it kind of brought this up. Uh, if I can just go back to my situation. So in my situation with that Jezebel spirit, I would say I stood strong. So in terms of Christianity, I wasn't there. There's no. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not looking back and saying, man, I wish I would have done things differently. I feel like I did the right thing at that right time. Sure. And yet, so there's so many people out there that, you know what, you did nothing wrong, let's Good. say, but you have hurt because people have hurt you. Excellent. And so with that cast analogy, yeah. you are walking, unless that healing, that balm of Gilead, that is the truth of God right. comes over you. You're walking with casts all over your body. For, exactly. You know, and so think, and you've learned how to walk with a cast, and you do it pretty well. Exactly, and that's the lie. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I love my kids. You know, I love my husband. We don't have any issues, but I so got a cast. Imagine how if you were able to now uh, just walk and function without that weight of casts all over your body. Amazing. This is beautiful, but I don't mean to cut you off, but I want you to pray. I want to do two things, and I want to make this point for anyone watching it. One of the reasons why this is like beyond important to your life in Christ is this. What you don't get free of, often you will judge and then has legal access to come back on you. So let me say it again. What you don't get free of, you will often judge because you'll go, I, I would never do that. To her. I can't believe they ever did that to me. Now it has the ability to come back on you. Classic. We know this even in data. Uh, uh, a child will grow up alcoholic home, judges the mother or father. What do they become? They become what they have despised. Pastor Anna, mm -hmm. we got about a minute left. I want you to pray whatever prayer the Lord gives you for people in this ministry, people wanting freedom, just however the Lord leads you. You got it. Lord, I just thank you for everyone listening. Lord, you know each person and mm -hmm. you know what they need right now, Lord. So I just pray for freedom. I pray for courage that they may go and seek out a ministry that they trust, whether they call in and just uh, get one referred to them or do their yep. own research. But I pray in the name of Jesus they, that they do not wait, but go find and, and take action. Mm -hmm. I take thank action. you, Lord, that you are preparing an army even now that you that is going to be free from all those weights and, and, and wounds that have been holding them back. And I pray even now, Lord, that you may pluck certain things out of their lives now mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus, things that are not profitable. Mm -hmm. This is not the time for even okay things, but things that are not profitable. And so, Father, I pray that you pluck them out. I pray for for a, a just a, a process of wholeness and healing for each one of the people listening. And I thank you, God, that there are ministries out there that can help us in it. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, we are honored that you've joined us. Pastor Anna, thanks for joining us. We'll definitely do this again. And if you want to know about more about Pastor Walton and Anna Renko's ministry, Impact Church, Seville, New Jersey, uh, you can Google that. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us.